Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. You see, he knew that he must do what God had instructed him to do. Now I want you to get a hold of what I'm fixing to say to you. He knew he must do what God had instructed him to do. But the thing that he learned and the thing that we must learn when we do what God instructs us to do, it is not our responsibility to make it happen. That's God's responsibility. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue with more from the message series by Ken Hagan. Victory, God's plan for you. Stay tuned. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on how you can get this week's special offer. Right now, let's listen to Ken Hagen's message on victory. Exodus 14, 13, it says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more. Forever. The Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace. Now when Moses spoke these particular words, the children of Israel were giving him what for? I mean, they had come out of bondage in the midst of the confusion of the Egyptians with all of their firstborns being taken away and they had come out and they had gone a little ways out of there and now they run up against the Red Sea and they've been able to look back and could see the ferocious Egyptian army fastly overtaking them from the rear. They saw there was no boats available for about three million people and all their livestock to get across the Red Sea. There was nowhere to go to the left and there was nowhere to go to the right. They sure couldn't turn around. They were trapped. Now I imagine some of you have felt that hopelessness of that particular situation. Can anybody identify with those poor people? And every time they looked over their shoulder, the enemy was a little closer. In fact, now they could hear the beat of the horse's hoofs as they came out across the desert. They could see the dust swirling from the chariot wheels. They could hear the voices of the soldiers as they arose in a mighty crescendo. And you could tell from the way that they were hollering to one another and urging one another to catch the slaves that they weren't in any mood to take any captives. And now the children of Israel, they're in a bad situation and they began to complain to Moses. And they say to him, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us out here in the wilderness to die? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. That's what it said over there in 14, 11, 12, just as the head, you know, before we read what we read. 
You see, these people were looking at physical circumstances. They were looking at the natural. The natural will always tell you that it won't work. The natural will always scream at you, it can't be done. Your physical feelings will tell you it's not possible. But you see, Moses had different thoughts. Moses had a different attitude. His eyes were not fixed on the surrounding circumstances that spelled utter defeat, and they did. But you see, Moses' outlook was entirely different because he had been in these kind of desperate situations before. I mean, you know, it is a pretty desperate situation whenever you throw down your rod and it turns into a serpent, but the devil's crowd throws down their rods and they turn into a serpent. I mean, you hadn't done nothing. They've, they've matched you blow for blow. They're matching you stride for stride. And see, Moses had been in those desperate situations. But I'm going to tell you what. Moses listened to God. You see, Moses had been in those situations. So his outlook was different. His attitude was different. You see, Moses had not only talked with God when that bush was on fire, but it didn't burn up. I mean, he had been around the power of God. He not only talked with God, he was an eyewitness of the unlimited, omnipotent power of God that was available if you will only believe. So Moses surveyed the situation, the physical circumstances that encompass these Three million and so people that he was leading out of bondage to the promised land. He was overcome and with the thought, I am responsible for these people. I mean, am I sure that I heard from God? Some of you heads of families are wondering the same thing about now. Some of you have been there before. But you see, he began to realize that natural means and natural power could not handle the situation. Oh yes, we have an attitude of we can handle this job all by ourselves, but we can't. We all we do is make a mess of it. You see, he knew that he must do what God had instructed him to do. Now, I want you to get a hold of what I'm fixing to say to you. He knew he must do what God had instructed him to do. But the thing that he learned and the thing that we must learn 
When we do what God instructs us to do, it is not our responsibility to make it happen. That's God's responsibility. Most of us find ourselves in trouble because we are taking the responsibility for making it happen. That's not our responsibility. That wasn't Moses' responsibility. His responsibility was to lead the children of Israel, not to make sure that they were safe and taken care of. That was God's responsibility because God said go. And as God talks to us as we walk through the road of life that you and I walk on, whatever we do, wherever we work, when God tells us to do something, it's our responsibility to do it and God's responsibility to make sure that we are taken care of in the midst of the turmoil. When we can get a hold of those facts, you can lay down and go to sleep beside of all the circumstances and the fears and the troubles of life and snore up a storm. <laughs> but to most of us, when troubles and trials come, instead of laying down and sleeping in the sweetness of the Holy Spirit with our full trust in God. We walk the floor at three o'clock in the morning wringing our hands and what are we gonna do now? And that doesn't help you or God either one. Actually, I'll tell you what it does. It gives the devil fuel to attack more and more. But I'll tell you what, it's very hard for a person to pester you. Now you brothers and sisters, or you that have had brothers and sisters, remember that when you know big brother would pester little brother or little sister and little sister you know, would pester big brother or big sister or whatever, you know. But you know, when you found out that if you wouldn't let it bother you, they'd quit. How many of you found that out? You know what? When you can lay down beside of the devil in all of his trouble, his wagon load that he's pulling along my side, when you can lay down and go to sleep in the Holy Spirit when the trouble is all around you, you know, it has a discouraging effect on that old boy. <laughs> Who's interested in hanging around somebody when you're getting ignored? I think our problem is that we talk, you know, we always are talking about the devil. Oh, that, he just loves that. He loves somebody to build him up, talk about him. I don't have any room to talk about the devil. I've got room to talk about Jesus and the power of God that has power and authority over the enemy. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month, we're offering the paperback book by Kenneth E. Hagan, What to Do When Faith Seems Weak and Victory Lost. Plus, the book by Ken Hagan, You Can Make It, and CD message, Walking with God by Ken Hagan. All three tremendous resources are yours for just $14.95. Save $8.95 off the regular price. Call now to get this very special offer. 1-888-FAITH-99 Strengthen your faith and grow. Call 1-888-FAITH-99 That's 
Faith 99. Start your new year off right. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. I see this laying here, and I guess you were going to talk about this. The Word of Faith. The Word of Faith. That's our, our magazine that comes out about every six weeks or so. And you know, besides all the good things that it has, and it's a beautiful magazine. It really it is. Really, it really, really is. That, that, that's, that, that's pretty. I that like that. That is. Do you know uh, that that was, was that on our camp? I don't know if that was on our campus or not. No, no, but that's remember, not on our campus. But remember right. last year when we had all the snow? Yeah, because that's oh, a road. That's yeah, a highway, right. so that ain't the campus. No, that's not. But it's beautiful anyway. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we, we've got all kinds of good stuff in here. And there's... Uh, teachings. There's teachings. And then uh, then my heart to heart mm-hmm. in here. And your seed fa- thoughts. Your seed thoughts. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's the page, the kids page. But yeah, I'll tell you what, I've heard the adults work that too. Yeah. All the puzzles. <laughs> yeah, the puzzles mm-hmm. and all of that. Yes. So, hey... Uh, all you have to do is ask for it, and you can get this. There's, it's telling you there on the screen. Just go to our go to our website. That's right. Uh, Rama, uh, org, and mm-hmm. and uh, you, you can sign up for it. Attention, singles! Don't miss Flying Solo, Rama's Singles Conference, this March 29th through 31st at Rama. Join Rama Singles Pastor Brent Bailey, plus renowned motivational speakers Dr. Dave and Christine Martin, and special music with Desperation Band. Whether you're single and loving it, single and hating it, or single and content, start planning now to attend Flying Solo, Rama's Singles Conference. Go to rama.org now and register, or call 918-258-1588 today. Next week, we continue with the teaching by Ken Hagen, Victory, God's Plan for You. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.